Welcome to Building the Bridge, connecting parents and educators around online learning. I'm your host, Dr. Wendy Oliver, Chief Learning Officer for Edison Learning. Each week, this podcast will present targeted practical strategies for both teachers and parents to ensure we are all on the same page in successfully navigating the digital education world together. Thanks for joining me on this journey. And now, please enjoy today's episode. As we enter the school year and engage in remote and digital learning, it's critical to talk about a digital learning communication plan. In the arena of online learning, our intention is to motivate and inspire students and provide them with current resources. It's essential to communicate different pieces of information to parents and caregivers and to teachers to ensure they're getting the information they need from the district level, the school level, and yes, even the classroom level. Today, I'm gonna give you a high level overview of the district level and school level digital communication plans and how they interact and work together. Let's start by talking about the district-wide communication plan. I view the whole system as an umbrella. If you think of the school district as the community, that's the overarching umbrella. Underneath the district umbrella is the school-wide plan and below that is the classroom plan. As we go further into each one of those tiers, the plan becomes more detailed. Each tier includes different levels of information so that the students can be more successful. Teachers, it's essential that you're familiar with the school-wide and district-wide plans in order to tie in your classroom level plan. School administrators, you're in the middle. You're the bridge in between the teacher and the district. And it's also important you're familiar with these plans. There are some key points I encourage you to include in your district-wide plan. The name of the program. Have some fun when you name your program. Be creative. What types of devices are you gonna have? What is your acceptable use policy? While definitely not as fun as naming your program, it's critical that you include it. What is your anti-bullying policy? That is absolutely a critical thing to include. What are your insurance requirements so that families know when they take a device home, what are they accepting? What are acceptable devices if you're using BYOD or bring your own device? How are you addressing access inequality? And what are your FAQs? Let's take a look at each one of these points and we'll walk through them individually. First of all, like I said, what is the name of your program? Establish the name of your program at the district level. This way, everybody knows what to call it when referring to it. It's also necessary to identify the plan. Is it a hybrid plan? Is it a blended model? Don't assume that everybody knows what that means. Clearly identify the name of the plan and what type of model with which you're working. And like I said, have some fun with it. Make it cute, make it fun. Let some kids help name it, why not? Types of devices. Are you referring to one-on-one -on -one with Chromebooks? What is a Chromebook? Everybody doesn't know what they are. Are you using iPads in the younger grades? If so, why? This is the kind of information that needs to be represented in your digital learning plan. These plans need to be public facing. Everybody needs to understand exactly what you're doing and why. Remember to use language that the general public can understand. The vernacular that we use in education every day is not something that everyone understands. Ask someone to edit your plan who's not in education or in the ed tech community for that reason specifically. Link to your acceptable use policy. Your acceptable use policy is a district-wide policy designed to be shared with parents and at the school level. Teachers will also want to share this at the classroom level. The ability for teachers to make reference to the district-wide acceptable use policy puts everybody on the same page. 
This way parents will not get overwhelmed and say, oh, there's three of these, when it's really the same document. It's important for all stakeholders to know there is an acceptable use policy and where to find it and what it really means in layman's terms. Number four, what about your anti-bullying policy? That absolutely needs to be public facing. One significant thing to consider is that when students have the anonymity of a computer, bullying increases. This seems to be especially prominent with social media. Does your acceptable use policy address bullying? How do you handle discipline? Is that a district-wide policy? Is it a school-based policy? It would be good to put this in your digital learning plan so that everybody knows and they're on the same page. Number five, link to insurance requirements. What about your insurance? This may not be applicable to everyone. Assuming that you're handing out devices though, are the students responsible financially in any way for these devices? Is the student expected to pay a certain amount of money if they don't return the device? What about water damage? Parents need to know this before their children accept a device. Number six, acceptable devices. What if I already have a device at home that works better than the Chromebook that was issued? We all know we have some families that have much better devices than what we're going to provide. Can I use that device to access the program the school is using? That information needs to be explained explicitly. These are all things that need to be stated to protect you and to protect families. Number seven, access and equity. What are you doing for students at the district who do not have internet access at home? Are you working with a partner in the community to send out hotspots? Are you working to send home paper copies? What is your process for this? I would make this a dynamic plan because that is going to change day by day given the situation, I promise you that. Number eight, create an FAQ document. Include an FAQ document because parents are gonna have a lot of questions. They're new to this too. Address it as a big picture plan and omit instructional strategies as this will occur at the classroom level. Be sure to provide the policies and general information that they need to know, but not the procedures. This is where you work with your IT directors and operations people to provide general necessary information. And trust me, make sure you were listening when I said that the FAQ document should be a dynamic document. You will learn so much from the questions that your parents ask that we're all gonna be smarter by the time this is all over. You're listening to Building the Bridge, presented by Edison Learning. Stay tuned for more online learning tips and strategies. Now let's talk about a school level digital learning plan. We're getting a little further into the weeds and now we're talking to stakeholders at a completely different level. The school level digital learning plan. The key points in this plan include the following. Stakeholders, internet safety policy, discipline, technical requirements, virtual school policy, and resources accessibility. Let's take a further look. Number one, let's talk about your stakeholders. At this point, our stakeholders are the family, and we are primarily talking to the parents and caregivers. One thing I like to remind people is that caregivers can also be grandparents. While one grandparent may be more technically savvy than I am, another grandparent may not even have an email address. That may be the same case for a child. You don't really know the level of technical literacy that the stakeholders have. That's something that you need to keep in mind as you design these plans. Number two, 
identify internet safety policies. If students are going to be logging in, what is your policy to keep them safe? Consult with the district level IT department about internet safety and post the internet safety policy. Do parents have to sign a document and return it to the school? Or when they log into the computer, do they automatically accept the terms? Number three, discipline. What is your school level discipline policy? Or is that handled at the district level? If it's a district-wide anti-bullying policy, link to it from the school level. I would document that policy everywhere I could because you know you're gonna to have to address that as administrators. Number four, technical requirements. Include technical requirements on the school level learning plan. What is specifically required for the software programs you're gonna have the students use? Include the names of the software programs. If you're not allowing students to use personal devices, you will need to state that information very clearly. Number five, virtual schooling. Are you allowing any student to be 100% enrolled in the virtual school that's sponsored by the district? If so, include that information on the school level plan and the district level plan. Are they going to be allowed to participate in sports or use a library if they do virtual school? In some states or some districts, schools have the option of participating in district level virtual school or even taking virtual courses with their school. What I mean by that is if they participate in the district level virtual school, they don't participate in extracurricular activities, but they can take the online class and the district still gets the FTE. Or if they participate in the school only online, then they can participate in extracurricular activities at the school. It's a difference in where they're enrolled and what school number they're counted under. Those are some things I would think about depending on how you have it organized within your district. That will differentiate where you want to list the documentation because truly, depending on how you define this issue, it makes your stakeholder relationships different, whether at the district level or at the school level. Number six, resources and accessibility. This will be found at the school level and at the classroom level. If I had a student or a child with an IEP, where am I gonna find those resources? Where am I gonna find what I need if I'm working from home and I'm using digital curriculum? All of those resources should be identified at the school level. As we look at the digital learning plan, the key overarching components are consistency and communication. Thoughtful details at each level are fundamental to setting our stakeholders up for success. This is simply an overview, and we go into this in much more detail in our professional development class through Edison Learning. If you have any questions or if there's any way I can support you, please do not hesitate to reach out. This was the first of two episodes of the Digital Communication Plan. Next week, we dive down into part two, which includes the classroom plan and how it is intertwined with the district level and school level plans. Thanks for listening to this episode of Building the Bridge. I hope today's insights and strategies will prove valuable as you support great online learning this week. Be sure to visit edisonlearning.com for many more resources to support high quality 21st century learning, including a comprehensive suite of more than 150 online courses for grades six to 12 and much, much more. Join me again next week for more tips to connect parents and educators around best practices for online learning.